We haven't recorded or seen each other since when? Oh God, it's been a while. Um, like the beginning of November? Early, uh, yeah, somewhere around there. Whenever Elon Musk, what was he threatening to shut it down? This is how long it's been. I don't even remember what the issue was. And we did a whole episode about it. We did an episode on um, on people going to Mastodon, like wanting to go to Mastodon. Okay. But then I think after that, there was the threat of like breaking any links that are not allowing any links that people link to outside social sites and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're not going to do we've given Twitter enough yeah. of our energy. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of catching up to do. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Steve. And this is a podcast for creatives. Two friends talking about the complex, messy, and beautiful experience that is being a creative. Since, I mean, we've texted, but haven't really had like a proper conversation. Mm -hmm. I thought that what if we just got caught up with each other and got caught up with our audience? And I will ask you three questions and we can both answer them. And you can ask me three questions that we can okay. both answer. I like that. Okay. I like that. Do you need any time? Do you need to get water? Anything you need to do to like prep for this? Oh no, I'm always ready to go. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> All you have to do is put on a gray shirt and sit in front of your gray background and- That's it, turn my camera on and turn my mic on and roll, so. You're I'm really, good. you've been embracing this like minimal lifestyle yeah. now before it was cool. Before it was cool. Yeah. And, and and now it's just like, I feel like I'm a leader of, of that, that movement. You really are. I had a friend of mine ask me the other day, if somebody offered you $400 to wear like tangerine colored pants, would you do it? And I went in public <laughs> and they were like, Yes, like to work. And I was like, no, no, we'll not take that would money. ruin your entire reputation. You nope. definitely couldn't do that. Nope. Stays stays in this in this mix of gray, black and, and navy somewhere in that ballpark. Navy is like when you're feeling a little rambunctious. Frisky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm feeling good. <laughs> All right. So if you're ready, I'll start with a softball. Tell me. What is the best thing that you ate uh, over the holiday? Or it could be since we talked or we recorded last, but I was thinking more like over the holidays. There was a lot. It's a ho it's the holidays, so for me it was cookie based. So we tip we were we were sick. Um, our my whole family was sick off and on throughout the holidays, so we didn't get to bake as much as we usually do. I made these um, butter cookies that have always been in our family um, because I have to do it. It's just one of those things. But we usually make like two or three different kinds and we just didn't have the time this year with everything going on. So the Friday before Christmas, I had gone to this bakery that's uh, in, in Schenectady in, in a city right next to, to the town that I live in and picked up some some necessities, things that I was using. And um, we usually make, um, you, you, you'll you know these, I'm sure, you know, people listening to these know these, but they're uh, they're called Jeanette's. They're like the they're like the ricotta cookies, same kind of style, but it has like the um, the orange extract or the lemon extract, and you know the the glaze on top with the sprinkles. And okay, um, we usually make those every year, and we just didn't have time to make them this year, so I stopped at the bakery, and I was 
not intending to get cookies. I was actually going there to get, they have deli meats and breads and things like that. And just so I had everything that I need, breadsticks and whatnot. And as I was like walking around the corner, it's a really small building. They had a little display of Jeanette's and I was like, oh, you know, know, my wife loves them. And I'm like, I I should get like just a couple. That way we could say we had them and whatnot. They were the best Jeanette's I've ever eaten in my life. Like they were phenomenal. Um, I could not I could not put them down. So I would say those Jeanette's were probably the best. I mean, a lot of good food, but that was like the thing that like I was eating like two or three at a time. And that's usually not like my my thing with cookies. I'm usually pretty like paced out with them. Yeah. But I was, I was pounding those. Did you like them enough that you are now thinking about the next time you go back there and oh, hoping no. that they'll no, have I them? I can't do that. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a sin in this house. I can't, I can't retire my, I can't retire Rachel's, uh, Rachel's cookies. Um, but, uh, but I'll say it's nice to know that there's an alternative, <laughs> you know, like if you, you know, there's an office party or what I can get my fix without, you know, super, you know, taking over what we've had here over the years. What about you? This is like a really hard question to answer because over the holidays got to have so many good treats and, and good drinks too. Mm-hmm. But I think the best thing I had and the most special thing I had was uh, Jimmy and I went to New York City for a couple days before Christmas, and the first night we got there, it was just us, and we went to this restaurant called Maria, and it was great because we got there early, and there was like no one there. We went and sat at the bar, and I ordered these, they called it ravioli, but I just would describe it more as like tortellini. They make all their own pasta there and it was in this great pesto sauce and the bartender said like I ordered it and he was like oh do you want the half portion or the full portion I'm like definitely the full portion (laughs) and I I ate all but like two of them and I think that he was I I mean I I try really hard to like completely finish it but they were they were filling they were delicious (laughs) and the best part of the meal was and this is why I love sitting up at the bars because you hear stories like this. The bartender was telling us that Paul McCartney was at this restaurant the day before. And this restaurant is known mostly for seafood and for their homemade pastas. And Paul McCartney said, I'll have eggplant parmesan. No eggplant on the menu. So the server, of course, because it was Sir Paul McCartney, was just like, sure and he went he talked to the chef and the chef was like for paul mccartney sure and they didn't say this but jimmy was like they definitely had to like run to whole foods to get eggplant there is not like there is not eggplant listed anywhere on the menu but (laughs) i thought that that was story yeah i thought that was great and sadly i i missed him by a day that would have been incredible right yeah then what if you would have followed up and been like, I'll have what he's having. Yeah. Oh. Right. And then they would have been like. <laughs> like while you're making it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like eggplant parm. Yeah. It would have been like, you'll get the raviolis and you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I also didn't, I didn't know that he was a vegetarian. The way that the two bartenders were talking about him, they're like, yeah, and he looked really good. So I guess being a vegetarian is doing wonders for him. Did you know that? Is it no, like a known thing? No, I didn't know he was a vegetarian. Okay. No, I did not know that, but I like the story. I like, I mean, I just, I think it's so cool to just like, 
be at that position in life and who you are to be like, I want this. Order something completely not on the menu and have every expectation that it's going to show up in front of you. And also the confidence that it's going to taste good, too. I mean, like, it's not on the menu, right? That's a big roll of the dice, you know? Maybe this is just me. If I'm going to a restaurant, I always look at the menu before I go. Do you? No, yeah, without a doubt. That's like part of the experience is like contemplating or like looking forward to whatever you're going to have when you get there. Right. But I always have to do the thing where I like pretends to look like, oh, yeah, I don't have the menu memorized. I'll I'll take a look at it. What if it were Ringo? Do you think Ringo would have gotten what he asked for if it wasn't on the menu? Mm. I feel like there's a big discrepancy between the way people talk about Paul McCartney and the way people talk about Ringo. It's like they like Ringo. But he's not Paul. He's not like, you know, on, you know, held up on a pedestal as much as, as, as McCartney is. Yeah, me, I could see maybe the chef coming out and saying, I'm sorry, Mr. Star. I could see him being like, but you have to still kind of give like a little bit of respect. He might say something like, we've just run out, not you're an idiot. It's not on the menu. May I suggest right. one of these items? Right. Is Ringo a sir? Is he Sir Ringo Star? I don't think he is. Wow. Oh, wait, of them. Well, John is no longer with us. Neither is George. And neither is George. But was George a sir? Sir George Harrison? I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where like Dame Judy Dench. Yeah. It's like a part of their name. And then it's like always it's always Sir Paul McCartney. But I never hear anybody talk about like Sir George Harrison or Sir Ringo Starr. And if you had to pick one, why did McCartney get it? Who gives it to you? The queen, right? I mean, like, Does it's, she? It's, I think so. Is there a nomination process? We need to can do I, more research on this. Can anybody be nominated for it? Are you looking this up right now? Well, I'm pulling up something that I found funny the, <laughs> over the holidays <laughs> that I thought you would. I, I don't. I'm shocked you didn't see this. It was a tweet where somebody was like, "Beatles albums are like." I'm going to give you one of the most soaring emotional songs you've ever heard. And then the next track is like, do, 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 Mr. Man in a silly hat went for a walk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's so, that's, that sums them up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I laughed so hard when I saw that. I was like, yeah, that's about right. Uh, Is it my turn to to, to volley back? It's your turn. Yep. Okay the most inspirational thing or moment or experience that you had over your holidays? This is not sappy at all. This is going to, this is actually much more to do with commercial Christmas than anything else. But <laughs> so we were in the city for a couple of days and right before we left, I cleaned out my computer bag and I was so happy because everything was organized. There was no junk in there. And I thought that I had like my little travel perfume in there and I got, we arrived and I realized I didn't have it. And for whatever reason, I was just like, I need, (laughs) I need my perfume. (laughs) And I was also upset because I had just like started wearing this new one like a month prior and I I, like loved it. And I I think I was just excited to like wear it around my sisters. So I was like, but I'm in New York City. Like this should be really easy to find. Spoiler, I never found it. It was not (laughs) easy to find, but it led us on that same night <laughs> after dinner. We walked around, we saw the tree, and I went into Saks Fifth Avenue in New York City for the first time in my life. I'm sure I've been in a Saks Fifth Avenue before, like in a mall, mm-hmm. you know, 
because you usually right. have to like walk through them from the parking right, the, lot. The corner store or something. Yeah. Those big, yeah, yeah. But I guess this is maybe maybe just the one in New York City. It is like an art museum in there. It was a beautiful experience. I took lots of video, lots of photos. I was almost so overwhelmed by everything that I saw that I think that this is part of why I didn't like find my perfume is because I was just like, okay, new agenda. Like, let's just enjoy this. Like it's a museum. And it was also nice because it, it was just, I, I, don't know, I guess it was like the 22nd that we were there. And I, you know, it was a weeknight, but it was pretty quiet because I think we went in like, you know, pretty close to the end of the night. And now I feel like every time I go to the city, I want to go and just, their window displays are kind of legendary. And I know that I had stopped and admired them before, but I feel like that would be a really cool job just to like curate a high-end department store. Yeah. That's kind of special though. I mean, you know. Stumbled into it. At the holidays too. And I mean, like that's a nice time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully your <laughs> yours is a little less shallow than mine. What was your most inspirational moment of the holidays? One of the days in that stretch after after Christmas, um, my son and I went for a hike um, just to get out. And we go to we got about four or five different trails up and around here that we go to, but <clears throat> one of them is his favorite, and and that was the one we we wanted to go to because he hasn't been to it for a while. So we started walking down and there's little bridges and, and, you know, it's, it's a great walking path. And we were noticing as we were walking, somebody must've gone through and hung very little tiny ornaments on many of the trees that line the trail. So it became kind of like this, can you find, can you find the next one? Can you find, you know, like, you know, one of those kind of things. So we were kind of spotting them and, and each time we would see one, he would, he would want to look at it. And it was really like, I don't know. It was just kind of special that like here you are in this in this path that like everybody shares and we just as it as it were were the only ones there that morning. So we kind of had the whole place to ourselves, the whole the whole, you know, trail to ourselves. So you could kind of like take your time and explore and see like the different places where they were hanging these ornaments and it was cool. So maybe about halfway through he was like his favorite color is blue and he was like you know, maybe we'll find a blue one. I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe. And we kept looking and we kept looking and, and it, you know, coming red and gold and, you know, but we're not finding the blue one. And I'm just like, I think this is one of those boxes that was just red and gold. And, and that was it. And he's really like, but we got to find one. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, but, but it'll be okay if we don't. And, you know, it's, it's, it's still really nice to see this. Right. And we got to be about 50 yards, hundred yards away from the end of the trail. And we're we're walking and I'm kind of like looking up ahead at this point in time. And all of a sudden I hear him go, there it is. And like we turn and there's this one blue ornament that's just there. And he was just like over the moon that he found a blue one. And I'm not sure I should be admitting this or not. Not that I think anybody who's listening to this actually hung the ornaments. But I was just like, you want to take it? And, uh, and, and he was, he was like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm like, we're going to take it and we're going to take it home and we're going to put it in our ornament box and next year we'll get to pull it out and we'll remember that's where we got it from and that'll be your special ornament. And so that's what we did. We packed it away and then it's, and it's ready to go for next year and that'll be there for him to, to hang on the tree next year when we, uh, when we get the tree up. So that is so special. Yeah. And I, a- I'm glad you took it. I feel like that was, it was meant for him. 
I he was like looking for it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the people who hung those ornaments would be completely fine with yeah, that. Yeah, so, they would be thrilled. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I, then you'll have to remind us next year yeah. if he remembers it. Or if you remember he, it, he, he may not. I mean, I know that you will when you see it, but like, I think yeah. it'll be a surprise when you open the box and, yeah. and see You do that. tend to forget some ornaments. I will say that. Like there are things that you get as gifts and then like you open it up a year later, like, oh, right. That person got that for you. <laughs> yeah. So they are easy to forget. All right. This is your question now. Okay. I think. What was your favorite gift that you gave or received? And this is not... <laughs> This is not a, a trick question. You don't have to mention what I got you or what you got me. <laughs> I do like what you got me. It actually is. It, I would put that up there as same. Uh, yeah, as as probably the, my favorite gift that I got this year. It was cool with Ryan, like as 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 your son, like certain things that you gave him and and whatnot that he's getting a kick out of it. But yours was really cool. Um, you had gotten me. Um, uh, it was it was kind of a of a. a uh, I keep I don't know why the term variety pack keeps coming to mind, but it was like this like trio <laughs> of gifts that were all very much in the realm of of um, in the kitchen and cooking. And, you know, if you're if you're Italian, you know, the the importance and the significance of of a wooden spoon. And I I have wooden spoons that I, I bought years ago, but there's no significance to them. Right. It was just something that you bought at the store and they do their job. It's fine and whatnot. But I can remember as a kid, my mom's wooden spoon was like, the thing was so old. It looked like it was treated like the, it looked like the wood was treated a certain way. And it's probably just because of the way it was used and whatnot. But it had that kind of like that weight to it and all that other stuff. And I've never really like been able to duplicate that. Like, again, what I have has been fine, but you never really got to duplicate that. Well, I opened up your your gift that you sent up and there was a really great bottle of infused um, olive oil that I'm just tickled to, to, to have and incorporate. Um, there was, um, uh, fresh homemade pasta. And then, um, there was this wooden spoon and it was like, I, it was like lifting up the Holy Grail. It was just like, and a, and a, and a mopine too, if you know the, the terminology and a dish towel that came with, with like, um, but all of it was just like everything that was there was something I could use, but that spoon was just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And the, and the, 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 the gravy that I had made for Christmas, I had used your spoon for it. And I was just like, this is, it just felt right in the hand, you know, like everything with it was just perfect. So it couldn't have been a more perfect, um, compliment of, of gifts and themed. Um, it was great. It was perfect. Wow. I, that spoon was definitely an afterthought. I almost, Sometimes those are the best ones, right? Yeah. I had been wanting to get, I told you this, I had been wanting to get that Brightland olive oil because I'm like, I'm spammed with it all the time. Cause all, it's like a very Instagrammy influencery product. And I bought like a couple boxes of, of, of those small bottles and I was like, oh, I'll keep a couple of these. I'll give a couple of these as gifts. My initial thought was like I was going to give them to my sisters. I ended up like keeping four of them for myself. So yeah. you and I gave, I was going to give you like a few of them and just like have that be the gift. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just, you know. And then when I like. I'll come back to you if it's, <laughs> if I like it. Are you getting more of that stuff? <laughs> um, but I felt like, like, no, what if I took this in the direction of just like making it a whole 
culinary package. Yeah. Um, and I had like, I had the spoon in my hand and I put it back because I was like, this is going to be a pain to, to like fit in the box with every, cause everything else was like kind of like square and the spoon Boxy was like, or, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I went back and got it. So I'm glad that I'm glad that I said, I'm glad that that was a hit. So yeah. I guess I should share. It's only right. <laughs> And I would have had it with me here tonight if I didn't just use it and it's in the dishwasher. But um, Steve is, has always been a great gift giver. If you follow me on Instagram, I feel like I bring up that book that you got me like all the time. I, it's like in all of my photos. I'm always talking about it. it. It truly is like one of my favorite things that I own. But this year, you got me this awesome mug that has a like a library not a library card but like a due date library card like printed on it and my favorite part of it is it's printed with all of these different like stamped dates and I love I haven't like looked at every single one of them but I love like looking at some of these random dates and there's like a lot of them are like from like the 70s and the 80s which you know makes me think of my childhood and going to the library like I don't know how the person made it but it, it looks like realistic it does not look like a manufactured library card and then you also brought up the great point that it has a Seinfeld connection it does, it does. <laughs> tropic of uh, I was so tempted to write you know, somehow get in there <laughs> to like, face tropic it of, yeah yeah <laughs> don't make me say it I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not going to go down the bookman trail because that's something I can uh, I can rattle yeah. off pretty quickly. But um, yeah, but yeah, look that up if you haven't seen it. But um, yeah, it felt it just felt like it fit you and 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 you know your love of reading and writing and you know everything that comes with that 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 interest level. It just felt like it was the right fit. So I'm glad. I'm really glad that you like that. And drinking tea, a lot of tea. Oh right, yeah, right. That goes without saying. All right, Christmas movie that you watched this year either for the first time or for the first time in some time that you either fell in love with or now have a different opinion on depending upon how your viewing experience went with it i watched um the movie christmas in connecticut uh over the break it had been something that i had been wanting to watch like I saw it on HBO and I was like, oh, I'm going to make this like a special Christmas night. I'm going to make cocoa and I'm going to watch this movie by myself. I'm going to be so happy. In addition to the mug you got me, my mother-in-law got me this like vintage like Santa mug that I made a big cup of cocoa in. And it kind of fell flat because when you hear the premise, it sounds like this movie is going to be fantastic. It's an old movie, Barbara Stanwyck stars in it and the premise is that she is a magazine writer who has kind of like falsely been writing a column about being a homemaker Mm -hmm. and then there's this like soldier who gets sent to stay with her at her house in Connecticut which doesn't exist and the head of the magazine kind of like forces her into like pretending that she is this you know, domestic woman, even though she's not, I don't know. I, I felt like it was kind of not as funny as it could have been. And anytime I watch a movie like that, I'm always like, I want to rewrite this. Yeah, <laughs> it could be right? better. 
Um, yeah. But have you seen that movie before? No, I haven't. I did see your Instagram story where you had it up, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, I gotta see, I gotta, I gotta talk with her about that because it's, it is one that I've heard of, about. You know, I know, I know of it. I don't know about it, but I know of it. But it just feels like it's one of those like classics that doesn't necessarily get the, the love that some of the other, more you know, traditional Christmas movies get. How about you? I usually try to do, you know, White Christmas and It's a Wonderful Life every year. This year I did not get to White Christmas. I did watch It's a Wonderful Life. I love that. I can't find a single thing wrong about that movie. Be that as it may, a Christmas movie or... Um, An Easter at, movie. Or as your mom would very clearly say to me, to my face, it's, a, it's definitely an all-year <laughs> movie. Um, I watched a lot of Christmas Vacation this year. A oh. lot of it. Because it just happens to be on every channel or on mm-hmm. stream or whatever and it's good background and also when you're sick it's like just something to have on and i think this is something that i've always noticed but i've never really like stopped to think about it that in this movie you know with the griswolds and whatnot that their families come to their house like 11 days before christmas it's when they arrive, both families, at the Griswold's house. And there was this moment where I was like, okay, that's like, if, I'm, if my math is right, like, that's like December 14th. Like, I'm usually, like, in my head when I'm like, oh, it's December 14th. Sweet. I got 10 more days to get what I need to get done. Like, you're not even thinking that Christmas is around the corner. And, like, here, these families were, like, coming into their homes and wreaking havoc and, you know, whatever. How did this How does this not get talked about more often with this movie? Like, so many great scenes and memorable moments and, you know, un, uh, you know characters in there that were, like, you know, I mean, you got Julia Louis-Dreyfus who's in there and she plays a great role and... And like nobody ever talks about this that like, wait a second, these this, like the Griswolds are just OK with their families showing up 11 days before Christmas. That just blows my mind. It doesn't change how I feel about the movie necessarily, but it gave me like, why is this not talked about more? Why is this not like a thing that people are just like, this doesn't happen? Like nobody shows up 11 days before Christmas and spends the entire stretch of of, of time there. Like this doesn't happen. You'll have to remind me Clark's boss is part of it so his work gets brought up but like are the kids going to school to me that's like you still have to like go to school and work and all that like oh, yeah. for like two weeks before christmas it's not clearly articulated like they're, the kids are a part of it but a lot of the stuff is in the evening a lot of the, the moments are in the evening it, it would appear that they all go shopping one day they all leave to go out to go shopping you could argue that it could be a saturday you know one of those kind of things but but no like they they arrive because there's an advent calendar that's kind of like um, a, a part of like setting up the shot for each or setting up the scene, each door opens up and, and whatever it is. And the first door that opens up is December the 14th. And that's when the families arrive. So it's, you can conclude that that's when they got there. And I was just like, is this like a clickless year watching this? Like that ain't right. Like that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> so yeah. I love your investigative skills. <laughs> Tell you what, when you've when you've lived on a diet of uh, of Nyquil and uh, Advil, cold and sinus for two three weeks, like some some strange senses come out. So yeah. Okay, Steve. Let's move away from Christmas. We had a good time, but it's time to set our sights on the new year. Why don't you give me your best prediction for something that you think might happen in 2023? I think this is the year for 
LinkedIn. Um, Ooh, I, hot take. I sense, I sense a groundswell in people who have um, – I don't want to contradict myself from one of our previous episodes talking about people leaving Twitter because of the changes. I just think a lot of times with when situations – when pressure is applied in situations – you know, that, that the whole like, you know, it makes a diamond or whatever. Like, I, I think it's kind of like that. Like there's a, there's a pressure situation and with that's going to come this offshoot of like maybe the connections that were made through Twitter and the way that people sold themselves as professionals and thought leaders and whatnot. While that was true, the, the environment of what Twitter has become, I think the place to do more of that and position yourself more um, like that to build connections is really through through LinkedIn. And I was reading something the other day too about if if you're using Twitter as a platform to share your your thoughts and 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 data and 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 you know uh, you know being a leader in your field, and people click on your profile, like they're not going to get necessarily the complete picture from a professional standpoint of who you are because you know Twitter has like spheres of influence. You're going to have things that you talk about that aren't necessarily related to you know your industry. But with LinkedIn, it's immediately tied to your resume. So like, you know, somebody who might be looking for somebody in your industry or or whatever it is to bring somebody on into their company, like it's a quicker path forward in recruitment. And so I, I think people I think link this is the year for LinkedIn for people to to shift away from using platforms like Twitter as a thought leadership piece and a way to build connections and community there. And I think, I think LinkedIn is going to have a year where, you know, you're going to see a lot of uh, more volume of, of content and uh, more of a shift to, to that platform hmm. or more of an investment in that platform. Does LinkedIn do a lot of video content right now? It does have the ability to upload. It's, it's, I know that they were, they, they got into the story business maybe about two years ago and then they pulled the plug on it because I think people were just like, what the hell is this? Um, and that's because everybody was getting into the stories business. Um, it does have the ability to upload video and, and content like that. But it's funny to me that like it, it seems like the platform is is made for thoughts and sharing of ideas and experiences in text base. It's kind of a throwback. In, in the sense of like what, what we grew up with with Facebook where, you know, it's like looking at Zuckerberg now where he's like the only person who can write a freaking text-based post and get great engagement out of mm-hmm. it on Facebook. It has that same kind of feel to it. I, I've noticed in the past when like I've shared content from the podcast on on my LinkedIn, like sometimes I'll share a video upload that we've, you know, that we've done and then sometimes like I'll transcribe you know, the transcript of, of what we say and like write that into some kind of like synopsis and just as, and put it out there as like a, as a complete thought. And it seems to get much more engagement because it's just the way I think people are groomed to use a platform like that. So I, I I just get the sense that the, the environment of Twitter, albeit, I don't think it's going away and I still think people will use it. I don't think it has because of just the the wildness of it all, I don't think it has that same sort of community vibe. Whereas I think on LinkedIn, you know, you're able to 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 follow certain people, you're able to connect with certain individuals, and have your community of of like-minded thinkers or people who work in that industry. And and I think it's a good place to kind of position yourself in that role and advance your career path through that. Very interesting. So the people of LinkedIn don't like my hand motions. Going like this doesn't get anyone's Landed, attention. Land in the planes and 
Yeah, it is interesting. Like, you know, it's it's funny. Like, I remember having a conversation with a guy that I know out in central New York a couple of years ago where he was talking about he'll write a blog post and he'll share the blog post on on LinkedIn and then he'll, you know, do like a bulleted version of like what what was in the blog post and then he'll write and then, you know, two weeks later he'll write like, you know, a, a, a paragraph synopsis or, a, you know, a three sentence synopsis of like the main points of it and put it into like a, a into some kind of organized thought as just a means of like testing out different formats of content delivery on LinkedIn. And what he was finding was like the more succinct you get, it seems like it has more of a, of a, you know, and it doesn't mean like less words. It's just that the more succinct and clear you are with your thoughts, the more motion that it seems to kind of gather on the platform. But I like the concept of just experimenting with things. So yeah, sometimes like if I think the cut's really good of something that we've worked on, like I leave it as is. Sometimes I'm like, I, we have formulated thoughts here. Like, let Mm -hmm. me, let me, let me transcribe these and work it into some sort of like overall thought and put it out and see what happens. So I like that. It sounds like a more like dynamic Twitter, like Twitter with some extra and extra benefits too, of like being able to be in front of your you know, like colleagues and peers, maybe you'll have to update my LinkedIn profile for me. Dust it off. <laughs> I don't even know if I know my login for it. Um, very interesting. Curveball. Okay. I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. I, I must admit, I, I do. Um, I don't, I find it more valuable. I was trying to think of something good and I think I'm going to just try to mirror choosing a the platform that I think is go- we're going to see the most growth in in 2023. And this answer shouldn't come as a surprise if you follow me, because I feel like I've already been going all in on this lately. But I'm going to give YouTube my mm. my endorsement, my pick. We've seen every platform, and this is why I was asking the question about video, push video on us this year. Um, we've spoken at length about Instagram on the podcast, making us watch reels, encouraging us to create reels. And a lot of us have done it. I've, I've grown to enjoy the craft of it, though I'm still annoyed at Instagram for like changing who they are. But I think even though TikTok has, you know, grown tremendously and Instagram is saying that video is, is their future and video is popping up in other places, YouTube is the place where video always existed. That's what the platform was built for. And now that these other platforms have kind of like been trying to incorporate video into their platforms that were built to be other things, YouTube is stepping up their game and they're they're giving more support to creators they have something called, if you don't use YouTube, they have something called shorts, which is kind of like their version of reels. And I'm excited. I'm excited as a creator to be on this new playground. I mean, I've had a channel and we, you know, we have a channel for the podcast that (laughs) needs also needs needs to be dusted off. I, I was actually if this will give anyone encouragement, we'll link. I don't think we ever even link to it in our 
It might be on the website. It might be linked on the website. It might be on the website. I think I may actually have the um, commercial breakdown linked on the website. So oh, I don't even know. Okay. It, it, you may not even be able to find us, but we will link to our <laughs> podcast page, uh, YouTube page, in the show notes. So you can check it out. I was in there recently, and I found this like old video and I swear like we look we look like we're kids like that's how long we've been doing this it it was it was fun to watch but who knows maybe we will revitalize that I mean I felt like it was always kind of just like uh if we get to it we'll throw something up and then we just kind of stop doing it now that I've like gotten used to creating videos thank you Instagram I'm excited to do it in the place where I feel like it's most suited yeah I think that's awesome. I think it's I, I think it's a it's a great prediction and I would love to see that continue to happen. It just feels like there's so many not even from a creator usage, but just the end user. Like there's just so many different avenues of YouTube to explore and depending upon what you're using it for. And you know, it's got power as like a search engine. I mean, there's just so many, you know, we I think that was always kind of the thing like behind Google, it's like the second most used search engine. Yeah. And, yeah. I can say as a as a dad, I'm sure there's other parents who listen to this out there that like any Anytime I'm putting something together, I'm looking to see if there's a video about how it's done first before I'm following the directions that come with whatever we're assembling. So it's, um, but that's obviously a personal use thing, but yeah, it's got a lot of different, I think, benefits as a creator and that's awesome. So yeah, double down on it, right? It feels mm-hmm. like every year we all say like, you know, this is going to be the year video really takes off and it's just like every year it just keeps continuing to, mm-hmm. to, to multiply. So share your answers to our questions with us on social come say hi now that our we had we had this one christmas reel that really (laughs) took (laughs) off yeah and i imagine that things are now going to quiet down now that christmas is over so come say hi to us on instagram come like our youtube page if you show us some love maybe we'll maybe we'll create some specific youtube content for you maybe yeah we'll see that and let us be the last to wish you a happy new year. Yes. <laughs> oh, and my God. Be- Guys, this is a Stephen King first. He has this real thing about you can't say happy new year after new year. I mean, we didn't talk on New Year's Day, and I think we talked on like the second. And I like specifically did not wish you a happy new year. I was just right. like, hi, what's up? Right. Matter of fact, I think the third thing you said in your string of texts was hello after you said your first two things to me. So. I always forget to say hello. It's okay. It's fine. I know it's embedded. It's okay. If you've enjoyed this episode, help us spread the word on social media. Tag us at Pod4Creatives and let us know what stood out to you. All right. I, I need to come up with something. I yeah, should have been, I should have been not paying attention to your answer. And I did um, pull up when I initially thought of this idea, I pulled up this list of uh, there are 400 wacky, wild, and totally fun questions to ask anyone. And but some of these were like really weird. Like I don't know, there was a weird question about cheese. It was the way that it was phrased. Cheese, was, George. Was cheese. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, this is not your question, by the way. But it was, what's the best type of cheese for you? Like. We've been down this road before. That's true. We have already had this conversation on the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Sure we can look it up somewhere.